You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome to today's episode of Awaken Radio. It is awesome to be back here with you. And it is awesome to be bringing you today's conversation, which is going to open up a chat about how to be a sexy, empowered, feminine woman who is confident and in touch with her sexuality and who is comfortable and confident in her body and what it means to really be a woman these days who is... is, really connected to that feminine essence and is living in the world in that way and is really shining and radiating her light and her true essence into the world. And it's a challenging thing sometimes when we are mums or business owners or employees and we've got so many things to do to also stay really connected to, uh, to ourselves, to our body and to be loving and nourishing ourselves. So the person I'm chatting with today is uh, such a beautiful glowing example of everything we're going to be talking about and that is Tara O. Oh, and she is incredibly passionate about changing ideas around sexuality in the 21st century. For years Tara struggled with an unhealthy lack of self-love which resulted in self-sabotaging behaviors including unhealthy relationships with men, drugs and alcohol, an eating disorder, self-harm and heavy depression. After making the decision to transform her life, Tara traveled the world studying sacred sexuality. A qualified tantric sex teacher and sexuality coach, Tara has spent years diving deep into ancient sexuality practices, holistic health, spirituality and self-love principles. Tara believes that health and happiness comes from complete wholeness, accepting every part of yourself, including your sexuality. And Tara has also just released her debut book, Wildly Irresistible, which I was lucky enough to receive a copy of, and it is absolutely beautiful. It's such a stunning, stunning book to to read and um, explore. So welcome, Tara. It's so awesome to have you here. (laughs) Thanks so much, Connie. I'm such a huge fan of your work and have been following... uh, uh, your journey for so long now and and just yeah I love it you're so inspirational so I'm I'm really honored to be here today I've actually been excited about this chat all week so <laughs> oh it's so nice yeah that's awesome well this is exciting for both of us because I'm super um super thrilled to be chatting to you too um you know where I love to open up with people because particularly from reading your bio I mean it sounds like there's been there's been a lot of darkness that sort of came through before you stepped into this space you're in now where through looking at your work and reading your book and and watching your videos, I can see the the confidence and the uh, connection you have with your body and, and how much you embody your feminine essence. But, you know, that's a journey to, to get there. And I'd love to hear a little bit about, uh, the journey you've taken t- to get to this place and um, and what has brought you to now teaching the work that you're teaching. Mm, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, as, as I said, as hearing my bio, still sometimes it kind of, it makes my skin uh, bristle a little bit because it reminds me how far I have, have come. But my journey was, I, I always want to explain and be as truthful and honest as my journey, uh, about my journey as possible with all my workshops and my teachings because, there is quite a um, 
there can sometimes be a misconception with teachers and with people that uh, uh, sort of want to do this work that we're just kind of born like this or that it's we're just magically um, are able to feel these things and, and to, to have these teachings. And for me, it wasn't the case. For me, it was something that I actually had to utilise tools and teachings and dig deep and really acknowledge what was happening in my life and like I said in in my bio, it's I had a very very um, severe case, a severe case of of lack of self love, and it all sort of manifested um, in quite a bizarre way. It was almost as if sort of the, as I grew up through my teenage years and and travelling, the the cultural and the stereotypes and the influences just seemed to kind of um, sort of attach attach onto me for somehow and I kind of got these ideas of what it was supposed to be like to be a woman to be sexy to be uh, sensual um, and it kind of led to a lot of promiscuous behavior and wanting to look a certain way and and trying to kind of keep up with the cool kids as as I could kind of say but nothing kind of gave me the the wholeness or or what I wanted out of out of life and and I, I got very depressed and, and of course, the eating disorder that was mentioned manifested from wanting to look a certain way, to feel sexy, to feel some kind of connection, to, to try to get love or validation from the outside world and nothing was working. So I, um, it came to a really big head about four or five years ago and I was like, I needed to make a change. So I started really investigating what it was to be a woman by looking at the women around me that I admired, that I loved looking at their practices, their principles, what it was that was a common thread amongst these inspiring, amazing, strong women. And I sort of followed in their footsteps and uncovered uh, sexuality teachings, in particular Tantra, and looked at ways of what it meant to to feel good about your body, to to feel confident, to be and to, to be sexual and sexy in a way that wasn't mainstream or wasn't what was being advertised to me on telly, but was being um, which felt really true to me, which was, um, yeah, looking at, at linking it with spirituality and finding, finding what resonated with me through that. And can I just touch on something you just said? It jumped out at me when you said what it means to be a woman. Even mm. that, I just want to start right there because I think every person would have a different perception, particularly in this day and age, of what it means to be a woman, what our role is, who we how we should act, how we, you know, what does it mean to be sexy? What does it mean to be strong and confident? I think we'd all have different perceptions of that. But when we just sit with that, what does it mean to be a woman? How would you answer that? Well, what I love about um, working with uh, the masculine and the feminine and the energies that are inside of us of being a woman and having the balance of both is that it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that, well, it doesn't at all mean that you have to appear a certain way or be a certain way to feel like a woman. You're already a woman. You already have masculine. You already have feminine. So it's about finding ways that um, that nurture your qualities of, of um, femininity or that, that resonate with you as being a woman, whether that's falling more in love with yourself, nurture, celebration of pleasure, um, connection, and finding the ways that uh, that you can really nourish those qualities inside of you without having to to do it like everybody else, mm. you know. So I, I know some some amazing women who uh, wouldn't ever dare wear a dress or 
or or a pair of sexy sexy knickers or anything like that but yet they're so in touch with what makes them feel like a strong empowered sexy woman because they nurture themselves and and really um bring about the the the, the feminine qualities in their own way mm. so being a woman is is completely individualized you know there is we have to get away a away from the stereotype of this is what a woman should do this is what a woman should be like it's it's all about how you feel and your internal, what's going on internally. And I love that you've said that. That's so beautiful because, you know, we're inundated with images in the media and this is where, for example, as you, t you touched on and other women get confused about what it means to be sexy or to be beautiful. Um, and I think we can have a lot of different messages around, again, what it means to be a confident woman or a strong woman or an empowered woman. I love what you're saying that it is, it is completely individual and that each person will express either their feminine or to some extent their masculine qualities in, in different ways. So it, I guess it, it comes down to that person's relationship with themselves and really building that understanding of who they are, right? Absolutely. And really recognizing what makes you feel into your masculine, what makes you feel into your feminine, and then amplifying the qualities or or those energies in which in how you want to feel during your day or during your night. So once you have a really good understanding of what makes you feel more feminine, whether that's connecting to love, connecting to connection, to beauty, then you can always go, oh, okay, now that's what I, what I need to bring more into my life to be able to feel more into my feminine side. Mm. And so is it this understanding that we, we have masculine, we have feminine, at times we need to be in our masculine if we have things to be, you know, maybe we can even touch on before I even go into that, could you, um, you know, how do you describe masculine and feminine? How do you kind of uh, um, describe the qualities that, that each of those energies uh, kind of embody? Yeah, so this is a, a really good question as well. So I always, when I explain masculine and feminine, I always explain it that we have both the, the energies inside of our body and we have an equal balance of both, but we have sort of a home place where we feel more comfortable, so where we feel more relaxed, more more open. And for a lot of us, that's for a lot of females, um, that's in our, our feminine, so living from our feminine essence. But our masculine essence is so important, and our masculine essence is more of our doing rather than our feminine essence, which is our being mode. So to put it into kind of more more sort of an easier way to understand it would be when you're busy at work and you've got a big to-do list and you're shouting out errands and you're ticking off the things and you're work, 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 work. That's coming from your masculine essence, which is awesome because you're kicking butt, you're making change, you're doing things. But your feminine essence is more of when you kind of step back and go, how am I feeling? So what, how much love am I giving myself? How much love am I giving the world? What, what's nourishing my spirit and my body rather than sort of um, what you're getting done. Mm. Yeah, so I think the, the, it's a really, uh, it's a big misconception, the fact that we, you know, uh, that we don't necessarily need our masculine essence, and we do. We need just as much of our masculine energy as we do with our feminine. Otherwise, we'd all be floating around on, on clouds and going, mm. oh, we're loving each other but not getting anything done. And there's a, nothing wrong with being um, powerful and strong and getting things done and, and um, creating amazing change because that's that's the wonderful aspect of our masculine. It's just balancing it out with our feminine, which I think is lacking a lot within within society. 
Mm, you know, and I love that you've touched on this because there's been a few times I've brought up conversations with my clients or with other people around embodying more of our feminine and people's immediate, um, well, there's actually kind of two responses I get. First of all, they judge the feminine as being, yeah, airy fairy. Yeah. <laughs> like what? I'm just going to sit and be like, and but, be? Not, what do you want? <laughs> but nothing's going to happen. So they, mm. they judge the, the feminine in a negative way. But then they, as they start to work on the feminine, then we start to begin to become judgmental of the masculine. Like, mm. oh, you know, I'm, it's not right for me to be doing and hustling and making stuff happen because that's my masculine. That's bad. So I love that we're touching on this because we can't be rejecting or judging either aspect. How do we sort of integrate and love and embrace both parts? Yeah, that's a really good thing. I think for for me, learning again, starting um, a business and being quite entrepreneurial, it was a really hard lesson that I had to learn because what was happening was I was in a masculine doing mode, sort of living from sort of living in my head a lot mm. and, and racing around getting things done. And then what happened was when I would finish work for the day and come home, I was still in that masculine tense um, doing mode that I couldn't really relax or, you know, kind of open up to to being intimate with my partner or or kind of really sort of touching my, my own body and my skin and, and giving myself kind of some nurture and some loving that I was obviously really needed. So it was a really identifying that having that that really strong balance of doing 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 and then just letting it go and finding ways to integrate the the feminine qualities and that that's beautiful because it allows you to to come home from work and instead of switching on the telly and and plonking down on the on the couch or you know working while you're watching telly and eating but it might be cooking a, a nice meal and really savoring the meal or running yourself a nice bath or turning off all electronic devices and giving yourself a lovely breast massage or um, making love with your partner or indulging in something that allows you to drop away all that masculine doing and just really fully embrace being uh, and feeling and opening and loving and all that juicy stuff that makes you feel really womanly and, and, and sexy and, and alive, but making sure that you integrate that into every day. So for example, I started a challenge in September to do one thing every day that allows me to come into softness, into sexiness, into surrendering more into love because it, it provides a constant reminder to drop the masculine of doing and the energy of striving and just come back into being grounded and connected and loving and nurturing to myself because without that is such a, a disconnect and, and I feel like I go into to over overwhelm and to stress and to anxiety so it's become really important to find ways of integrating both both of the of the ways of being for me mm. you know the way I was kind of seeing it just as you described is for example, if we're at work and, you know, you and I are coaches and kind of in the service profession and a lot of people are, we're giving a lot of ourselves, right? So mm -hmm. we're giving energy or we're being creative. So there's an output of energy in our masculine through the day. And I kind of see it as like, so you're, you're out in the world and you're outputting your energy and then you're coming home at night or you're doing it in the morning and you're filling back up. Filling you're, the tank back up. Yeah, yep, you're, you're recharging and re filling that up and, and fueling yourself with that nourishment and that nurture and that touch and that love and that, that food and that, you know, the sex with your partner or whatever else you want to do. And then, and then you're ready to go back out into the world and serve again from that beautiful, um, connected masculine that's quite conscious and, and empowered. 
Yes, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. It's all about refilling that self-love tank and keeping it topped up because how can you how can you serve or how can you give if you haven't got anything left for yourself? Yeah, I think that's a really nice way to look at the balance. And um, how do you kind of monitor that in yourself? I know I, I probably have some warning signs. It's almost like a fuel tank when the fuel tank's <laughs> getting a little low. But yes. sometimes we just ignore the fuel tank and have another coffee and keep going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I do. That's actually coffee is a, is a one is one of the things that I if I I normally have one coffee in the morning uh, and if I'm reaching for another coffee it's kind of definitely a whoa okay what's what's happening mm-hmm. there that's making me reach for another sort of uh, external stimulant but also I find what happens is um, in my relationship on a more of a personal note I find it harder to connect in 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 my intimate relationship so uh, when my partner comes home if I'm still feeling really stuck in work or I'm not focusing on what he says or I'm not giving him 100% attention or not feeling his his love back then I know that something's a little bit of a miss there that my my energy and, and I'm being distracted or pulled in a different way so that's a really good reminder for me at the end of the day to go oh okay letting it go stepping back into into being the the woman and being being beautifully open to be able to give love to my partner receive love for myself to be able to top up my own tank um so it's a really good measuring stick of, of how I feel but you know it, it, your body has an amazing way to tell you when things are out of whack, whether that's through anxiety, through illness, through depression, through through stress. You know, even just stress is a massive masculine sign that you're overdoing. So we see it a lot in society as that being a a great indicator that you're you're you know really doing lots of work and you're really busy and so important. But for me, the minute I feel stressed or feel that tenseness, I go, oh, okay. Because it's not it's not a badge of of, of honor. It's a, it's a choice whether you want to be stressed or whether you want to go. Okay, no, this isn't um, how I want to feel. And then to step back and go, okay, I'm going to go sit outside now and, and sort of put my butt on the earth and just take some good deep breaths and mm. and kind of come back back home. So my body always headaches, dehydration, anything like that are all good signs that it were kind of feeling um, really out of whack. Can I touch on something with you that um, I'm really keen to explore and just open up a conversation around is is giving and receiving of, of energy, right? We were just touching on the masculine kind of being quite a, a giving, uh, outgoing type of energy and the, the feminine being more of the inward recharging. And I'm just curious on your perspective because this is something I've been working on personally is my ability to receive, is my ability to go into receiving mode. Um, I personally, you know, as a lot of women can click into masculine quite easily and feel quite comfortable giving to others and doing and, and that output. And I've noticed, particularly when it's in a dynamic of being with a man, a man that I'm intimate with or in a relationship with, I find it, I, I sometimes find it difficult to receive. So receiving his his energy or his presence, receiving compliments, receiving um, even just sort of sitting there and being able to receive his, his energy with me or receiving sexually. I know a lot of women I work with struggle with that. Um, what, what do you feel this is that sometimes we have this difficulty with, with receiving? Is this a self-worth thing? Is this that we're just disconnected from our feminine? I do. I do think that it is a, it is a definitely a sign of, of looking at, at your self-worth or how you, how you receive um, and get love or, or get energy and things from. I know from, from me personally, I was always um, 
a, a much more, and I still, still struggle with this as a gift. Do you know what's really funny is if we look at our, our parents and our grandmothers and our great grandmothers, all the women, <clears throat> especially in, me, in my lives, uh, life, <clears throat> excuse me, all, all the women were givers, you know, they'd give to the family, they'd give to their husband, they'd give to their children, their, you know, their, their community. And it's sort of, we are amazing sharers and we're nurturers and the thing is is that we get stuck in it we get stuck in this ability to be able to give 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 that when it it's come comes back at us we're like whoa I'm not even um <laughs> sure what this is or, or how to kind of what do I do with this <laughs> what am I doing what am I doing no this is not my role my role is yeah, to give yeah. give give and when it's given back to you it can be it can feel really weird and really strange um and almost kind of, yeah, it's almost uncomfortable because that's not how you've learned to receive and to give love. So mm-hmm. it's an amazing, um, what actually a, a book that I really like that's kind of off the topic a little bit is, um, is called the five love languages. And it talks a lot about giving and receiving love and how you do, how you do that. So it can be acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, uh, and gifts. And what I find is that a lot of women rep- um, resonate with, with, with giving. So whether, whether it's acts of service or um, things like that, and that's how we learn how to, to give and, and to receive love. So it's already kind of in our, in our natural state. But what we have to learn is to kind of open up the, the, the ways of receiving and just really practice. And, and what I find is, is practicing with ourselves first. So again, self-nurture and self-love can be quite foreign to a lot of women. So learning how to give it to yourself first and give, you know, turn your own acts of service onto yourself before you allow another person to be able to do it. The better you get at giving love to yourself, the more the easier you'll find receiving it from somebody else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Sorry, I was oh. just having this uh, big insight around that because I heard someone say this the other day. If, for example, we're not used to receiving like you kind of said and then someone uh, comes and gives to us we don't know sort of how to integrate it or receive it because it feels foreign and he was talking about this guy about making it feel so familiar the the feeling of receiving the feeling of being loved be so familiar that when it comes we're like oh yeah of course like I'm just I'm used to that and so being able to give that to ourselves so that we're used to feeling love we're used to being receiving that nurture and that touch and that um you know even Tara I was saying to you before the call that I was reading through your book Wildly Irresistible and that I did the coconut massage uh procedure that you kind of guide people through and I I'll be completely honest I actually cried through the whole thing (laughs) I I had my tub of coconut oil and I was just down in my knickers and I was doing my massage and and I realized how beautiful it was to be intimate with my body. Now, and this wasn't in a sexual way. I mean, I was mis- massaging my feet and my legs, but I was like, I felt so intimately connected to myself and it was the most beautiful experience. And, and I, it just, you know, I walked out of that feeling so full and radiant and beautiful. And, um, you know, I think things like that, when we get so used to feeling that it doesn't feel so foreign and uncomfortable it feels normal then when a man comes along or someone else you know comes along into your life and does that with you you're like yeah of course that's what I deserve that's what I'm used to 
And of course, it's also raising the bar again of what you want to expect mm. in, in your intimate relationships. You know, there's this, I speak with a lot of women who have, um, when I say to them, I suggest, well, perhaps your partner would like to give you a breast massage or, or talk about just one person receiving from the other. And there's almost this, oh, what? So he's not going to get out anything, you know, uh, sexually at the end of it. So there's this idea for women to kind of always do the providing. So it's okay if the man has an orgasm or a climax at the end of sex and she's sort of, oh, don't worry about me or no, 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 and, you know, or, or fake it or things like that. So when you start to expect pleasure and start to expect um, uh, a lot more kind of self-love and nurture coming into your own life, then you can expect it from your partner as well and feel comfortable with that. So it raises the bar of what you what you want in your interim, intimate relationships and what you deserve. So it's so important to, to start um, giving to yourself in all aspects of your life before you can before you can expect and receive it from somebody else. So it's such a sign of our times. It's so women are so uncomfortable with compliments and with um, with receiving. I just if we could just all get better at it, I think that it would would make the world a better place, me included. I think, you know, there's times that I receive compliments and I go, oh, no, no, and kind of brush yeah. it off. But to actually fully go, you know, thank you for that. That was really, really lovely thing thing to say and fully accept it and feel it um, is still still such a challenge as well. And so let's touch so- on the sexuality piece because you kind of just brought that in as well and, you know, our our own feeling of sexuality and sensuality and then how that impacts our relationship with our partners. Um, you know, I I guess there's, there's twofold. There's, I've worked with some women who are quite uncomfortable in their bodies with their partners so they, they even find it difficult to then relax or receive or mm-hmm. perhaps mm-hmm. so disconnected um, from different parts of their bodies that I think you even touched on something in one of your blog posts about when your vagina feels numb, almost like you're so disconnected from it. Um, so where, yeah. we, where do you support women to begin really um, exploring their sensuality and sexuality? So this is a, a, a major, major topic for me and one that I just, I love sexuality and, and, and helping women to, to come back into feeling their bodies because, again, there is a, a major disconnection of women living from their heads um, and, and sort of, again, their masculine doing rather than coming into their bodies and feeling, you know, the last time that you touched your breast or you, you ran your fingers down your legs or your arms or your neck and, and gave yourself some kind of sensation or some pleasure, uh, women, we, we just don't allow ourselves that that time and that experience. And quite often when we're making love from a place of being rushed or maybe pressured or or out of, um, of, of feeling obligated to provide a to provide this for our partners so we don't allow ourselves to fully engage in in pleasure and our full sexual potential and it can be incredibly healing because what's happening our body knows how to heal itself so when we give it the energy and we give it that sexual energy and that that breath and that awareness that connection is going to go to all those parts to really open you to give you that that juiciness that vitality that energy to to then go out and kick butt the next day so instead of seeing sex as something and our sexuality is draining or seeing it and repressing it and not fully exploring it, I really encourage women to celebrate it and to dive really deep into it because your sexuality not only does it teach you how to celebrate your body from a point of going, look at what my body can provide, this pleasure, these sensations, this energy, this vitality, this healing, but it also allows you to find new ways to connect to yourself 
and to connect to your partner. So your love can go, you know, through sexual connection is one of the deepest ways to connect consenting adults can fully expand their their connection and you can raise your consciousness just through sexual energy and through through the power of love making really so i really very first basic step of going let's let's work with our our vagina or in in tantra we call it a yoni which is called sacred space and going how do we feel about our our you know our our epicenter of womanhood our pleasure and a lot of women, you know, Connie, you talked about crying when you touched your breast. I cried for weeks when I started doing that breast massage because I'd never touched my own body or never had felt my breasts from the inside. They'd always kind of been these squeeze cushions or or sort of, I was always like, oh, they're too small or one's bigger than the other. But to actually feel it and to feel the power and to feel the love just over my heart chakra and go internally with that and go, wow, these are my breasts, how beautiful they are was so healing and so heart opening, but also releasing a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. So when we start working with sexual energy and sexuality, we can start to really unlock those feelings of not feeling good enough and feeling ashamed or feeling disconnected. So I recommend women just starting by having a shower and doing the simple exercise that that you did with the coconut, rubbing the coconut oil over your body and saying thank you to your legs, to your to your breasts and feeling them and going, what beautiful breasts these are over your stomach, your, you know, your womb space, the power of your womanhood there it provides your intuition, your wisdom, you know, then over to, to your vagina and your yoni and having a look at her and saying hi, you know, this, we have this amazing, it's just like a brain, it's like an arm, it's just another part of our body, but it, it, it doesn't need to have that attachment of the shame or this, this guilt that, that's, our culture has led us to, to have placed on it. We can we can really celebrate it because she is she's the keeper of so much passion and pleasure and and the, the the birth giver of life. I mean, you know, life starts there. So to celebrate all of our body and inter interlinking everything, not just not just our arms and our face, but really exploring and celebrating our entire body. And then after that, using. Um, a really beautiful self-pleasuring practice, which is, you know, if if I could just have one woman do one tool or one exercise, it would be creating a nice self-pleasuring ritual. And I call it self-pleasuring and not masturbation because masturbation brings this kind of connotation of clinical, uh, you know, sort of... Uh, it's sort of something you're taught in high school or told that it's okay. But when you're self-pleasuring and you're self-celebrating, you're allowing your body to to open and really celebrating and and, and nurturing yourself. It's, it's an act of self-love. So having a really beautiful self-pleasuring practice is so important um, to be able to start to harness your, your sexual power and to give yourself that sexual energy and that nourishment. And, you know, there's times when I feel really stressed and I cry through my self-pleasuring practice, but it's expressing those feelings that I'm repressing. So it's almost like a meditation. Uh, my masturbation practice is, is like a meditation because you're dropping in and you're releasing and you're allowing your emotions to be expressed. Your energy is rising through your chakras, which is busting through all those blocks. And you just feel so so full um and and different afterwards so i recommend um they're, they're the two things that i i recommend for women to start with and then going into a jade egg practice which will help to a jade egg is a um is a, a is a stone 
and it's a tool that has been used for 5,000 years around China and it helps women to connect to their to their vaginal muscles or their pelvic floor and their energy and, and their their sort of their vitality that, that's so often numbed out or disconnected from in their pelvic sexual organs. So um, then, yeah, then I, I recommend them and that's my most favorite. That is my absolute number one tool to to reconnecting to your sexual self is is uh, the jade egg. Because I was just about to ask you about it, actually. <laughs> what is it about the jade? What is it about this particular thing that's so healing? So the jade egg is, is um, it, it's the stone. So if you believe in crystals and things like that, it's incredibly healing stone. Uh, it's non, uh, it doesn't have a very strong, uh, like radiation. So for some, some people like to use quartz and things like that. For me, it's a little bit too, too powerful because I'm quite energetically sensitive. So it can be a little bit overwhelming, but the jade is a really neutral healing stone. So it, it's, um, and it doesn't absorb any, any, uh, sort of bacteria in, in a, in a physiological sense. So the jade is, is, is definitely my, my go-to form of gem, um, but of course, you can have a, a, an, an egg in, in quartz or, or or anything else. And so, uh, people can purchase this on your website. I mean, I've heard people talk about them, and I personally don't have a practice around it. But you've mm. got all the information about how you use it and how you can get some of that. And yeah, absolutely, it's all on on my website, and you can you can check that out. Um, and it, and I have a video there that goes through what what the jade egg is is about and how you can use it and and a course that allows you to tap in use the jade egg to tap into your sexual energy that makes you feel uh, you know to awaken that kind of that sexiness and that juiciness that I was uh, explaining about just before and so the idea of pleasure which we're talking about in a sexual sense now but pleasure in life can come in so many different shapes and forms. And I love that word. That word to me at the moment is really resonating with me is such a delicious word to live a pleasurable life and to pursue and prioritize what brings us pleasure. Um, how do you know, how do you kind of describe that? What in what way would you encourage people to be working with that uh, that word and integrating it? Well, I think uh, for one, it's the, the word pleasure. I absolutely, I'm like you. I love it. It just it sounds pleasurable. <laughs> it, it gives you all these beautiful sensations. But also, I feel sometimes that pleasure in a, in our society can be can we don't want too much of it. You know, it can be guilty. We we have a little bit of chocolate, and it's sort of seen as oh, it's a it's a sin or it's it's a guilty pleasure and. One thing that I really want to encourage is to disassociate the idea of pleasure and guilt. It's not uh, selfish to indulge in pleasurable activities or to to top up your self-love tank or to not go out um, all weekend but to stay at home and, and give yourself what you need. So pleasure is a really is is so important to self-love and it's so important to the feminine essence and to your into rebalancing that because pleasure allows you to to expand more of what you need. So that joy, that happiness, that love, and it comes not just, as you were saying, through sexual practice or through anything like that, but it's something that really deeply nourishes your your spirit and your soul. For example, it could be hiking. So for me, going out in nature gives me so much pleasure just to step fully and to, um, to really absorb the, the trees and the fresh air, and it gives me so much pleasure um, and, and is a really important part of my practice. So it's finding those ways and things um, and creating pleasure into putting pleasure into your timetable, you know, putting it into your, into your diary. 
So, uh, and a lot of people I find don't actually know what gives them pleasure. You know, they haven't really explored it or haven't really gone, oh, what is it that you do that gives you, that fills you up from the inside? So it's not about buying a, a handbag or it's not about um, purchasing something, but looking at pleasure in a way that comes internally. So it's, it's something that you do that nourishes you from the inside out, not from the outside in. And it can be so small, you know, sometimes people so small. I think, try to look for big things. But for me, like, even like sensory stuff, like this, I'm a Taurian, so I'm a bit of a sensory person, but, but the smell of a certain essential oil, that is enough to just completely change my whole emotional state. Oh, beautiful. And, and the same with music as well, you know, just taking five minutes or maybe so I love to put on a little bit of, uh, you know, whether it's a little bit of sexual music in, in the kitchen when I'm cooking dinner is just move my hips or do a little bit of salsa or something that just feels pleasurable in my body. Um, and it changes my entire energy. Mm. And can I just ask you um, your perspective on, on women who are in relationships, for example, and, and want to start to create little practices like this for themselves? So I, I coach women who, for example, are married and living with their partners and they want to start their own little personal pleasure practice where maybe they're doing their coconut oil massage or, uh, you know, a bit of dancing in their underwear in the bedroom or something like that. But they're kind of like how do I find the time or how do I tell my partner that I want to go have some pleasure time on my own? How do you sort of support women with that with maybe either how to communicate with their partners or maybe how to actually make that time if they're a mom and they've got kids running and they're like, kids, wait outside, I'm having mummy time. I'm having mummy time, (laughs) absolutely. Well, the the wonderful thing about this is that although we feel as women a little bit um, scared to approach our partner and and to suggest these things, 90% 90% of, of partners that I have um, or women that I've, I've coached to work with their partners, they've all reported that their partner is more than happy to allow them to have time that will uh, bring them back into their body, bring them back into more nurture, more softness, to bring them back into love because as a supportive partner, that's what they want they want to see. They want to see their their wife who, who is also a mum but is also, uh, you know, her individual woman have time where she can shut the bathroom door and have a beautiful, beautiful bath or just go into her bedroom and give herself a nice breast massage or, or even have uh, for them to support her while she's having a breast massage. So whether they're offering some uh, to participate or, or just to witness it, but to really explain to, to your partner what you need and what it provides you. So by saying, um, I would like three times a week to just have an hour on my own to have a bath or to 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 lay in my own bed and just if you could just mind the kids or you could put the kids to bed that night because what happens is the the benefits of of that allowance is is tenfold for the partner and for the family and for the relationship so when the partner can also see what it provides that time provides and it might also open the 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 the, the lady to to want to express herself or to feel more relaxed in their relationship or to be more intimate with her partner, her partner, you know, most partners want to support that. So I really encourage lots of communication about what that time would provide. It's not sort of, oh, I need some time away from you because you're all driving me crazy. It's about I need some time for myself to connect back to my body so that I can give you more and I can give you more love and I can share with you. But first I need to fill up my own love tank. And then also for women it's so important because – at the end of the days when we jump into bed and we've we've been running around our masculine essence all day and then our partner touches our leg and you know it's like oh how about it 
you know, nine out of 10 women don't feel at all sexual when they get into bed. They're just stressed and glad that the day's over. So if they can have an hour before going to bed to fully relax and, and fully surrender back into their, that feminine essence and to things that make them feel beautiful and sexy and open and pleasurable, they're more unlikely to be, to be wanting to engage intimately with their partner because they're coming from a much more relaxed and open space. So... Mm-hmm. You know, if, if a partner has a problem or has 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 issues or reservations with giving you that time, then it would it would require some serious conversation, I think. And and also holding yourself to a higher um, standard of going, I deserve this. It's 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 a right. It's a birthright of mine to to have this time. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes back to women feeling comfortable receiving again um, and being able to ask for what we want and need, which is just a fundamental thing for women in general is, is saying <laughs> this, this is what... the current of self-love, isn't it? It's, it's all yeah. our sexuality, our feminine essence. It's all coming back to how much do you value? How much do you love yourself? How much are you going to, to really stand up for what you need? So, yeah, that, that receiving is it's, oh, it's, it's a biggie. That's, it's a big one to, 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 to get across. I think, it, yeah, it, it does come down to self-love and self-worth. It does come down to... Um, valuing and prioritizing yeah you and you how you feel and your inner state I mean I'm just thinking of um like my childhood growing up with my mom she was such a giver and everything was about others and she's run herself into the ground numerous times but there's almost something there's almost like a sense of pride in that like Mm. but, but that's my duty you know that's my duty absolutely you're you're everything to everyone but not not a lot to yourself if that makes sense. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And there's a, there's an identity in that and it's been moral, modelled again, um, as it sounds as it has for you. For me, you know, I, I watched my, my my grandmother have seven children and my mum and it was always about everybody else. She's the last person to serve her own meal or the last person to 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 do whatever. It's um, it's about everybody else but not not um, not themselves. And And... I don't particularly think that's particularly healthy because it builds resentments and it builds up, um, yeah, it builds up, I can't think of the word now, I'm thinking about my poor (laughs) mum. But you're right, it is resentment. I mean, I've, again, I've coached women who come to me kind of resenting their children, like my children are just nagging at me all day, they want so much from me. And the thing is when you already feel depleted and drained, it, it does feel like people are taking from you when they when they want something, which is, you know, and, and every woman, that's not the type of mother they want to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. And there's this guilt that's attached to to again of that that self that self filling pleasure mm-hmm. and that that filling yourself up we're not taught tools you know I think um I it definitely wasn't modeled for me of ways to give give back you have to be a good person you have to give well really it's it's not serving anybody Mm. yeah Mm, and you're exactly right when your identity is tied up in that and and I think this is a nice thing for people to begin to explore within themselves um you know take all these points from this conversation and begin to look at you know how they're defining and identifying their value and their worth and you know for example um, as a businesswoman it's very easy for my value and worth to be measured by my achievements and what I do I actually I wanted to touch on this with you I actually was at a Marianne Williamson event recently and she was talking about how many women have been raised uh, through their teenage years being praised by their fathers for their achievements 
so um, just... yeah so so rather than a teenage girl being told you're amazing because of who you are it's you're amazing because you got an a you're amazing because you're on the netball team look at what you're doing you're amazing and we grow up as girls thinking oh doing and achieving is what men want or doing and achieving is what gets me love um and I found that so fascinating when I heard it because that's definitely been my experience so yeah. we've either got women who are kind of identifying and finding value through selfless giving or through excessive striving, you know, versus just <laughs> through who we are as a woman, right? Exactly. You know, doing more for your family, doing more for your mm. husband, your partner, always doing, doing, doing. Mm. So no wonder we struggle when it goes, oh, gosh, it's coming back at me. It's, um, yeah, we're, we're raising, uh, you know, we're, we're raised on a culture of, of something that is inherently unhealthy. Mm. And so, yeah, that's, that's why I'm so thrilled we've been having this chat because I think it, first of all, it might get some women who haven't even thought about this before to actually stop and be like, mm, hang on, uh, what am I doing here? Like, is this actually supporting and serving me? And then to begin to take on board some of these things you've shared to uh, bring the attention back on themselves and really fill up that beautiful inner love cup and, and come back into connection with their bodies and their sexuality. Definitely. It's so important. So important. I'd love to see a world full of women who are, you know, put themselves first before they put their husband and their families. And I know that sounds quite, quite selfish, but think of what they're capable of doing when, when that is the case, how much more love and how much more, more of themselves that they can give when they're coming from a place of wholeness and, and really sort of authentic self-love and, and the kind of what they can model to their, their children as well. Mm, so beautiful. Tara, is there anything that um, that we haven't covered here that you wanted to share with my audience, or do you feel like we've I feel like we've had an amazing conversation? I've loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I like to talk all day about about pleasure and about and and femininity and things, and I just. I, no, I think that we've, we've covered a lot and, and I wanted to say thank you again for having me on, on the show. I love your work um, and you're, you're a constant source of inspiration. So, no, it's been, been wonderful. Oh, thank you. Uh, can, do you want to share anything in terms of what you've got coming up, perhaps over the next couple of months, um, where people can find out about you and what they can expect yeah, to see from sure. you? Yeah, sure. So, um, on my website, www.taraO.com.au, you can find out all the information about jade eggs. Um, I have a lot of um, uh, information around femininity and, and sexual coaching. I have YouTube videos and things like that. I also have a jade egg journey that works with um, the jade egg and then kind of activating your sexual energy to be able to bring that juiciness and that vitality to your life and to your relationship. Uh, so you can check all that out on on my on my website, and I do workshops around uh, Australia called Great Sex Matters, which works around um, teaching tantric teachings and going into a little bit of the philosophy around that, but then how to implement that into your life without having to sort of go full blown tantric. <laughs> Um, but just a few keys and things that can really supercharge your intimacy and your relationships. So you can look out for them. I've actually got one tonight um, in in here in Sydney, but I go around Australia with them. So I'm sure that I'll, I will hit a couple of the states that your that your audience is in. So yeah, I am um, I'm more than happy to connect and to talk more. And if anybody has any questions, please feel free to find me. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing everything um, that you have discovered for your own journey and that you're teaching others. Uh, you know, I'm just finding this such an incredible conversation. I've, I've had this sort of 
around this topic several times on Awaken Radio and I find my audience just gets so much out of it. So I appreciate you sharing uh, your time with us. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Connie. Thank you so much also. (laughs) And thank you to everyone who's been listening and I look forward to chatting to you next time on Awaken Radio. Bye.